This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. Thank you, everyone, for coming out today. Um, My name is Evan Duvall. This is episode nine. This is the lovely Maddie Miles. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. I manifested this the other day. I I already told you that. Yeah, I think we touched on that. On Monday, I was like, when is he going to ask me to be a guest? And then you asked me. I was like, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I was listening. But um, yeah, so thank you so much to everybody coming out. Um, I think we want to really get into um, some, you know, what Maddie does here um, in Austin and, you know, my perspective of, you know, what it's like to move to Austin and start yourself out professionally here. Um, and, you know, that's not really my perspective of this city. Um, but I think there are a lot of people in this room that, that have moved here and are, you know, creating a life for themselves. And I think there's a lot of unique opportunities and, um, collaborations and potential for creativity and new approaches. And there's a lot of people moving here for, for new reasons. And, um, we can all help each other out, you know, throughout that integration process and, and, uh, getting on your feet here socially and also, you know, professionally. And, uh, there's a lot of potential here. So I kind of want to get your perspective and, um, if you could share with us, you know, your journey and, and kind of an introduction of yourself. Of course. Um, gosh, I don't know where to begin. So I moved to Austin last May. It's been just a year now. Um, but prior to that, I actually had an internship during college in Austin, Texas. So summer of I think it was 2019, um, moved here not knowing anyone. I'm from Chicago. And uh, when I was told that I was being placed in Texas, I was like, are you kidding me? Um, and I came to Austin and, you know, people were like, you will love Austin. Like, it's totally your vibe. I was like, I have no idea what that means. But sure enough, I showed up. Um, John Scotty, one of my best friends over there, he reached out to me over Instagram and was like, I see that you're a creator. Um, At the time, I had this blog called Madeline's Cookbook, and I just showcased plant-based eats and recipes and showed how how to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, And he reached out to me and introduced me to his crew, and I really just fell in love with Austin and everything that it had to offer. Um, And that summer was really pivotal for me because I realized a lot of things. I realized I loved Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to work for anyone. Yep. <laughs> and um, it was the summer that I finally came out with my story and my health, my health journey, mm-hmm. um, which up until that point, I kind of 
got really shut up about. I was super ashamed. I had an eating disorder um, when I was younger, and we can get into all of this, but just like a quick overview. I had an eating disorder from about eighth grade on and off until senior year of high school. Um, didn't really have much of like a middle school or high school experience because I was like either in a hospital or I was like, yeah, I was pretty much just gone the whole time. Um, and then I started to get better, but had to just heal a bunch of things. And uh, I did it the natural way. I worked with a bunch of integrative doctors. And so that's why I went down the discipline that I went with integrative medicine. Um, Which is what you do professionally Yes. Now. Yeah. So I do that professionally. I specialize in women's health and female hormones because there is a huge lack in proper education around the female body and how our hormones work. And growing up as a woman... Um, like really society just sets us up to feel super uncomfortable in our mm -hmm. bodies um, from like the clothes that are made for us to um, just like these diets and like just everything. Everything sets us up to make us feel super uncomfortable with like the way we look and and all of that. Um, and then most of us, over 80% are put on hormonal birth control as well. And so I really just started to like, I've always questioned authority from <laughs> my parents didn't really like that growing up, but um, always questioned Same. authority, was always questioning like why why I needed to be on antidepressants, why I needed to be on Ambien to sleep and nothing was helping. Right. Um, never was it, you know, brought to my attention like, well, what is your diet like? Or how are you sleeping? You know, do you meditate? And so anyway, I went down this really long but beautiful path of healing myself naturally and trying a bunch of different things, realizing that most medical research and like diets and exercise, all of these research studies are done on the male body. Mm -hmm. um, so then having to like go be a little guinea pig on myself and go like, well, what works for the female body? You right. know, because in a very vulnerable position. Yeah, wise. totally. Um, and so it was such a crazy journey and I still learn every single day. I dedicate my seven to nine to just research and trying new things all the time. But now, yeah, so I have um, Peace Love Hormones is my my baby and my brand and um, coming out with an adaptogen supplement to help with PMS symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, but really like my platform just serves as like a it's a community to break period stigma and to bring people together, both men and women though, because like, I mean, we both, we need the two of us to make a baby. So we should both be involved in the conversation. Right. And it's been really, really fun um, seeing just like all of the guys really take an interest to this topic as well. Right. Um, and then on top of that, to teach women about their bodies, because like most of us have gone our entire life thinking like we need to do intermittent fasting or um, we need to do high intensity workouts like all throughout the month and all of these things that just make us feel like bad and we're not sleeping well and we're bloated and we're gaining weight and like all of this stuff. And it's like, it's so simple. Let me just teach you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot there, you know, and I think we'll, we'll start to unpack that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, just, that was, no, I was like, I, I'm going to do a little quick no, intro. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, people are getting a better, you know, understanding of, of who you are and what you have to offer. And, and I think that's the potential of what we have to offer here with this platform. Um, there's obviously a lot of unique perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of approaches to life and um, the ability to, one, you know, have that story and then also to share it in the way you do is really what caught my attention. Um, and so if we can do that for ourselves, if we can go through things and, and start to ask ourselves questions of what we could do better, you know, even though there was a status quo of what you thought 
health was or the approaches that people were trying to tell you that you should take and it not really aligning with, you know, what you wanted to do or how you felt. Um, It sounds to me like there was kind of this intuitive approach from the beginning that something wasn't right um, and there needed to be changes here in what was the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And for you um, to originally have that approach of not necessarily aligning with authority, but I know I think it was just a little bit of resistance in in knowing that there needed to be some changes made, and for you to step up in that way and um, and figure it out for yourself, but also to share that, I think you're going to help a lot of people along the way. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so let's let's start from the beginning. You know, I think um, we've touched on, you know, just a lot of these previous episodes have been, you know, unique storylines and perspectives. And, and that's what I'm trying to do here is, you know, expose people to that perspective because a lot of us have that tendency to think that we are alone in this world or that no one will understand. Um, and sometimes we're right, but there doesn't mean that there isn't a sense of relatability or that we can't see ourselves in someone else's shoes. Um, and so, a lot of us have gone through, you know, darker periods or uh, places in our life, um, and we may not have shared, you know, the same experiences, but we can resonate with each other, having gone through some certain amount of personal growth um, through that work, you know. So, um, I think, you know, let's start from there. You know, um, kind of what was that journey like for you? Um, you said you kind of missed out on a lot of you know, your middle school and high school, uh, you know, just social life, I imagine. And now to see how social you are, um, I, I imagine that through that experience, you know, you just take a little less for granted now. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, so I missed a lot, a lot, a lot, like dances and formals and even just going to class. Like I wasn't really in school most of the day. Um, especially for, you know, chunk, chunks at a time, I was just in a hospital, so I was completely removed from school. And um, and I find, I graduated high school early, and I moved to Spain. Um, I, I didn't like high school. I, I kind of was just, growing up, I was like always ready for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool because Austin is the first place and time in my life where I'm like, I'm Settled. just here. Yeah, yeah like I, I'm with people who get me. I'm doing what I love. Like I'm not in a rush. I, in fact, I want time to go slower. It's going too fast. Um, but I went to Spain and I relapsed and got really sick and got sent back to Chicago, um, and was hospitalized again. And it was that time, like for some reason, that time out of all the times it just clicked in my head finally. And I was like, I don't want this for my life. Mm. Um, and it was really cool. My mom actually saw a Reiki healer, um, a couple months prior to that who, you know, tapped into her energy and was like, I can tell one of your kids is really sick. There's four of us. She's like, I can tell one of your kids is really sick. And, She's like, I can tell she's going to do really great things, but like she needs to get better. And I remember when my mom told me that, I was like, you're lying. You're just trying to get me to get better. I was like, whatever. Um, But I did ask her a couple years after that. I was like, and I was already recovered. I was like, you can tell me like if that was a lie. And she's like, no, I'm not joking. Um, And so anyway, I went into college um, and I asked my parents, like, I want to create a new team around me of like integrative professionals though, because I still like, I'm not, I don't feel right. I'm not sleeping. I'm still on Ambien. And it it was just, it was still a messy time. I wish I could say like 
laying in that hospital bed, it was like, boom, everything was just better, you no, know? Yeah, like it was a slow I, process. Such a slow process. Um, and, you know, it, it was like a roller coaster. Like some mm-hmm. days were great and some days were bad. Some weeks are great. Like I've gone through periods of time where it's like a couple months where I'm just stuck in this rut of like just self-hatred, like my body and like just trying to navigate that. But mm-hmm. um, And that was, you know, during college. So it's it's a world's difference now. Like for the last couple of years, it's been yeah, way well, better, just, but <laughs> you just gain more awareness throughout. You know, mm-hmm. I think, um, a, a lot of us are familiar with that roller coaster Yeah, and, uh, a lot of us still to this day, you know, myself included. Um, but hopefully along the way we gain access to, uh, more tools or practices or just more awareness of, or how our bodies work or what we need in this life, you know, to, uh, really find our place and community helps. Um, we're all seeking that in some way. And that's um, what I love about Austin too is like everyone is so in their own world and like has whatever works for them. And yeah. someone else will come up to them and be like, I, you know, I don't eat until like 4 p.m. every day. And it's yeah. like, cool. That you know, like you. that works for you. Yeah. Like, or like I don't drink and it's like, cool. You yeah. know, whereas like in other places, like you've lived in Chicago before, mm-hmm. it's always like, well, why don't you drink? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah. because it doesn't make me feel bad. Or whatever the case may be. Um, so I really do appreciate how like the community here, I mean, there's so many amazing things about the community that we For have sure. here. So supportive and fun and wild and dancing barefoot on Zilker, you yeah. know, to DJ. It's so weird and random. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean, talk about like respecting other people and mm-hmm. what makes them happy and what makes them feel good. Yeah. It's, just giving each other enough space to live their lives individually, however they yeah. like, and, and then trying to seek out, you know, what it is that uh, we can gain from one another and in those unique perspectives. Um, but yeah, so let's get into, you know, what, what brought you here to Austin? You said was originally uh, internship, right? Mm-hmm. In school. Um, what was your impression, original impression of Austin? And then um, how has that changed since now that you live here? Yeah, it's totally changed since I've lived here the second time just because of all of the friends that I know. Like my community has really changed my perception of the city. Not that I had a negative perception of the city. I loved Austin, which Mm -hmm. is why I wanted to come back. I knew right when I got here, I was like, all right, I'm coming back. Um, But the first time I, you know, I knew it was temporary. I was just here for like two and a half, three months. And Mm so I didn't really invest like, okay, I need to make a bunch of friends, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really get to see this whole, um, like, health hippie community. Yeah. I didn't really get to meet that fully. Um, and so I had a lot of fun. I did all – I feel like I – I did all of the typical Austin things mm-hmm. the first summer that I was right. here. I did all like the, the spots. I did Rainy Street. I did yeah. all of, you know, everything that you need to do when you come to Austin um, to visit. I did it that summer. And then I came back and it was during COVID though. And it yeah. was, you know, I was a little worried because I was like, oh, I have this picture perfect image idea, of Austin, yeah. an idea of Austin in my head. And is COVID going to ruin this? And, um, but it absolutely did not. I mean, I was in the Midwest before, which you weren't seeing people. And if you did see people, they were like, don't even look at me. And then I came to Austin and, um, I mean, right away, everyone was just like, all right, so are we coming over to see you? And I was like, yeah, will you (laughs) please come see me, come give me a hug. Um, and just being outside all the time, it's such like an active, healthy community. And I really got nestled into like that whole, um, I I don't even know what to call it. Like, watch but like everyone just knows each other like yeah. I'm like looking around the room and I'm like I feel like yeah and like yoga people like we all know each other from just like doing what we love and like being outside and being happy yeah there's there's a lot of communities in this room and um you know I think 
for us to to mix that up and, and the opportunity for cross collaboration amongst those those pockets that we call home um, is really what Austin is about. And you know, I think it's interesting because you know the reason that I had you on and and really the the conversation that I want to have is is really what it's like to move to Austin because that is a very common position that a lot of people are in right now. There's tons of people moving to Austin, but that's not necessarily the perspective that I have of home, right? So instead of looking around and saying, okay, all these people are moving to Austin and they're changing the city and all these things, I just really don't think that it's it's good enough to just bitch and complain about, you know, all these people that are moving here hoping to start their lives over or start businesses and from such an optimistic place of what this city is. Um, but it's also interesting to me to hear the perspective of, okay, I'm only here temporarily. Um, maybe people are coming here um, on vacation or they're coming here to scout out for a home or look for a home or they've taken some sort of job where they can remote work, work remotely. Um, there's a lot of potential, um, here in Austin right now, um, for people to come here and to really start to see how they can integrate into what is real, what is really Austin, right? There's all these things that are available to us throughout the city. That these are the restaurants that people know. These are the parks. These is, this is rainy street. You know, this is what people can Google and find. But really what makes this place special is maybe not necessarily um, what you, you know, is right in front of your face. It's Austin is a very uh, special place in a sense that it's rich of these little subcultures, you know, like people have these various communities and people are very loyal to them, right? A lot of us are in business in that sense or our line of work is in that sense. And thankfully, we have support. We have these various systems and these communities that we find. Um, but they're not necessarily easy to find until you really make that decision to take that step and integrate, right? I feel like you just need to, yeah, immerse yourself into one community because mm -hmm. there are a bunch of like cross, like, like we have a bunch of different communities, but we also are in the same one right you yeah. know like well, they all cross stay on over the move out here yeah. yeah i was like i think i'm like a floater like yeah. i just <laughs> i like to yeah. know everyone but it's like all it takes is like one event like meeting mm -hmm. a couple of people and then they're like hey we're going to you know zilker on wednesday to do yoga and you're like right. okay i'll be there and you know a great tip for that i tell everyone who's moving to austin i'm like just go do a bunch of stuff and show up alone because that's what yeah. i did you say know yes. like i just, just say yes and like you don't need to do everything because i got burnt out for sure yeah. um i still like have to control myself i'm like if the, actually yeah. <laughs> i was like this weekend i'm not gonna do anything on saturday and then you yeah. texted me to be i was like we're doing something <laughs> um but no, you really, you have to have the balance, but you need to do, you need to put yourself out there. And it's like not scary. Growing up, like living in Chicago, I would never have shown up to a party alone. But mm -hmm. in Austin, I feel like I do that more often than not. I like just meet people there, you know? Yeah. I've noticed that a lot. I've, I've done several different types of events and, and this is the one that's going to really stick because um, well, one thing that's been consistent is that there are a lot of people. Um, originally, I was doing uh, fitness boot camps out at Zilker Park and um, and that was such a unique, you know, 
perspective for me because a lot of people that started attending my boot camp had just moved here. You know, they had zero friends, not in a bad way. Um, but uh, they started coming out to the boot camp, and then a few weeks later, you know, they're they're out grabbing margaritas together, or mm-hmm. you know, they found that sense of community. And and me being here, and and um, you know, I guess my re- really approach of what home was was just growing up out in Dripping Springs and being in Austin all the time. And even now, I'm trying to bust up those habits of you know, hanging out with the same people or going to the same restaurants because. There is so much potential in this city right now to explore and find new things um, as the city opens back up. Yeah. And, you know, what's really special right now is that, you know, after COVID, after these quarantines, is that people either just moved here or it was just home to them. And I think it might have been getting a little stale for a lot of people. Um, but after that short reset, you know, people are back out, they're living their lives and you can feel the energy of how grateful people are to be back out, to be exploring, you know, the, the parks are full, Barton Springs is full, um, native hostel is full, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. And that's incredible for me to watch and experience and feel. And I know that I'm not the only one in this room that feels that way. Well, the energy is totally different. It has shifted. Even for me, like... I'm way more present now, you know, and like I enjoy all of the things that I used to think were so little, you know, like sitting at the park, you know, Zilker Park with a couple of friends and just listening to music. It's such like a simple act, you know, a simple activity, but I take it, I used to take it for granted and now I really just take it all in and I sit there and I'm present. The energy is just totally different. Yeah. Well, it's these, these giant swings that you know, what we describe as the roller coaster earlier in the conversation really is just um, an awareness of energy and these swings and this ebb and flow to life that is natural, right? Where we can help ourselves is really just giving ourselves a little more, um, you know, space or taking it a little easier on ourselves when we're in a low point or just appreciating when we're in a high that it's not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we can kind of approach life in this way and share space in this way, um, then we start to find what feels like resonance and home and, and uh, you know, normality can still be really good. Mm -hmm. You know, that is this experience. Um, But, you know, I think the unique opportunity for the city is that there's, plenty of space for people to get outside in a a pretty convenient way. You know, um, throughout my work day, I can take lunch and go hop on my paddleboard. Or instead of sitting in that traffic jam, I can go run Town Lake. I know. We should have done this podcast episode on the paddleboard. That would be the next episode. Yeah. No, it's definitely (laughs) an idea. It'll go down. It'll it'll happen. Um, But yeah, so on days like this, you know, it's just important that, that we get out and we share that space. And and um, continue to, you know, live out, live out our lives and appreciate one another's stories and, and all bring something to the table. Um, so the next, you know, topic that I'd really like to get into with you is um, the opportunity of kind of using your social media platform, um, which you've done an amazing job with and, and has, you know, helped so many people. Um, reach is real online. And um, I would like to get into kind of what that means to you, what opportunities you see here, and then what do you think the opportunity to integrate that into 
um, the communities that we have and the structure that we have here in Austin being such a innovative and tech ridden city. I think uh, it's an exciting place to be. It is. Okay. That was a lot of questions. Yes. So I'm going to need, I'm going to do one at a time. Sure. My brain is like a monkey brain. So I'll have to ask me the other ones again. Mine but too. Um, <laughs> so I think social media is a beautiful thing if used the right way. Um, and I use it to connect with other people and to educate. And especially all my ladies, I use it to like connect with you guys and to educate and empower and inspire. And it was a very organic, organic journey though. Cause mm -hmm. I started my blog and the nature of my blog from the very beginning was, was completely different. Like I was yeah. called Madeline's cookbook. Um, my full name is Madeline. I didn't just pull that out of my butt. It's Madeline's cookbook <laughs> and it was plant-based recipes. I talked nothing about like I talked a little bit about like a healthy lifestyle, but I was still, I was shy about it. You yeah. know, um, I was shy to even post pictures of food. My friends were like, you make the coolest looking dishes post about it. And I did know like that food was medicine and I'm still learning more and more. So, you know, my knowledge now is way more advanced than it right. was three years ago. Um, but it was advanced. I thought so at the time. And so Anyway, I was using this platform, you know, and organically creating this community of people who were like interested in what I was posting about, which yeah. was just food. Um, and then I went through a couple of dramatic shifts, though, because again, like that first summer I was in Austin, then you know, I wrote that blog. Um, I wrote a blog post for this company, this agency out in Los Angeles, and it was about my eating disorder. And that was mm -hmm. the first time I was coming out about like, the eating disorder, the insomnia, the depression, anxiety, like everything. It's hard to do. It was, it was hard. I remember I took two days off of my internship um, because I was just like, I feel like this is going to be really emotionally overwhelming yeah. in like the best way possible. But like I need to just space right? because I pretty much just like submitted it, posted it on social media and just waited for like the text and calls to come in of like, yeah. obviously my family knew like mm -hmm. they were with me the entire time, but like my boyfriend at the time and my closest friends in college, they like called me and were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us about this? Like we have just so much more respect for you and like, you're going to help so many people. And I was like, oh my gosh, like people took it well. Like I was just scared. It's like a scary world to like put yourself out there. And it's funny like thinking back vulnerable. to that because now I'm like, my friend asked me a couple weeks ago, they're like, are you just like totally okay with saying anything and everything? Like you're not, you're just so vulnerable. And I'm like, I am okay now, but like three years ago, even a year ago, yeah. I was much more shy about all that stuff. Now right. I'm talking about like vaginas and periods <laughs> and like all this stuff. I'm like, what's up? But uh, no, like a year, even a year ago, like yeah. I was still like, ah, what yeah. are people going to think of me? And yeah. But also that response and, and, and helping people and getting that feedback in such a positive way is that's, yeah. that's what's, you know, inspires you to do it again and again and again. Yeah. But initially that's an incredibly vulnerable place to be in. Um, to share your story like that, um, but also for you to express, you know, how much pain or, um, you know, shadows that you went through from in such a unique way that's not, you know, common to, you know, the majority, um, but so relatable for a lot of people as well. Well, you that's know? what I realized I, too. Yeah, a lot of people are going to keep to themselves about that, but for you to go through all of that and then to share, that's where the magic is right? That's where we can make this experience better for one another. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I don't think there, and 
it hasn't been so clear, right? Like we were talking about clarity isn't always clear in that moment, but you know, 2020 hindsight or whatever you want to call it, um, a greater understanding for me of the pain that I've gone through has always, I've developed that clarity through sharing, right? And it, it allows you to open up your world. Instead of feeling like you're getting singled out or this higher power or whatever you believe in is just, you know, kicking your ass, you know, time after time, um, for us to seclude ourselves and ask why me or why or just be in pain, um, you know, what good are we going to get out of that? Um, but if we can shift our focus and, and ask ourselves, not just why me, but who else is feeling like this? Or how could this help someone else? Um, and I think that's where the potential for us to help each other is, is that we're not all going to go through the same thing. We're not going to feel the same emotions as, you know, what you felt in that specific moment, but I can relate to it. You know, I've gone through things on my own. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the magic is for you. And, and, um, that's beautiful to watch from another perspective. That is leadership, right? Whoever you are, whatever you've gone through to be able to shift your perspective and ask, not just about yourself, but how you can share that with the world. That's where the potential lies, especially on social media, because you don't have to cross paths with these individuals. You don't have to meet this person or shake their hand. You can have that reach. You can meet or, I guess, influence people online that your past would never cross. Right. But again, I looked at that. I saw that potential, and that's still not enough. Right. Because I think a human experience is meant to be shared. Right. And I think that's the beauty of what Austin is. That's the beauty of what this is, is that we have these devices. We live on them. We find things that we appreciate on them, but then the ability to separate from them and then get back and live their lives in a, in, with presence of mind and gratitude. That's the phase of life that we are in right now. And there's a lot of people aware of that right? Mm -hmm. We're not just hiding. We're not just distracting ourselves um, from whatever we're going through or whatever, you know, routines that we're caught up in. Um, instead, we've gained perspective of how quickly things can change um, and then how relatable that is for a lot of different types of people. And I, I, I'm inspired by that. I'm looking forward to that. And um, so, you know, I think... What are your thoughts? On <laughs> you just went so many different places, but I yeah, loved it. And I, I agree. I mean, to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, like you can build this beautiful community on Instagram, which I feel and I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, you can connect with people from all over the country, all over the world. It's incredible. Yeah, like, TikTok, just your, all the middle schoolers. I'm, I know. Well, actually, yep. <laughs> though, I just to talk about TikTok really quickly. I used to hate on TikTok, and I'm trying I to get on it. Changed now. my mind. I've changed my mind <laughs> because it's actually very educational, and people are going there to learn. So I'm like, okay, I need to. Mind changed. It's <laughs> yeah. that easy. So follow me on TikTok. Um, but uh, it's really cool. You can connect with people from across the world. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Like I hop on Instagram and I always have like an influx of messages from people across the world. The community aspect is incredible. And again, it's just like it's how you use social media, you know. If you're just on there, it's and, and like the content that you're consuming as well. Like I really had to filter the content that I was seeing. Um, and so it's only content that 
raises my vibe. And I think a lot of people consume content that lowers their vibe. Um, And then they're also not connecting with people. And it's like, use this tool to your advantage, you know, but also don't get stuck on it. And we're super lucky to live in Austin because, again, we do stuff like this. This is incredible. We can go and spend our Saturday, you know, meeting new people, like hanging out with people that we already know and really connecting on like a deep level. Um, I've had some of my like deepest conversations since moving to Austin, like in saunas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, yeah, we know us too. Discomfort. (laughs) Um, It all comes out. But yeah, having that balance, you know, having that balance of, you know, social media is great and use it to your advantage and connect with people. Um, And if they live in Austin, connect with them in person because it's, I love talking to people and connecting with people and making new friends. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the big one is that we, we have these devices, we've created these devices. Um, and just because we've created something doesn't mean that we're using it correctly. Right. And to think that, okay, we live in a pretty modern world, right? There's a lot that has been done. There's a lot that has been said. There's a lot that has been felt. Um, but as far as tech and reaching human beings, there is a lot of room for innovation, right? So as these platforms develop, as we gain access to one another, as our reach expands, how can we bring value to that, right? Because there's plenty of distracting ourselves. There's plenty of stimulation. There is no shortage. In 2021, you can just be so overstimulated that... Um, it can ruin your life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so to have a respect for um, what these tools are capable of, how powerful they are, but to use them just as that, a tool, right? I always tell my friends, you know, make sure that you're using your devices and they're not using you. Not because I'm, you know, saying that I don't do that because I do it all the time. But we having that awareness, right? Having that awareness of how powerful these things are, um, when we're escaping, you know, what is reality um, with this other reality. Um, but just remembering that we can bring what is real to these platforms. We can reach our friends there. Um, we can be real with each other all the time, you know. Um, so I guess that's kind of, that's inspired me. That's the reason I'm sitting here today is because, you know, there's a lot of potential to reach one another um, using these different platforms, these different sources, these different, you know, avenues where our friends' attention are, you know, and that's where I got a lot of y'all from, right? It's just social media or or networking. But to use those platforms as networking platforms Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. And I do want to make a note. I appreciate that you also show up authentically you on your social media. Um, I was talking to someone earlier today about how like sometimes you meet someone and you have this image of them because you follow them on social media and then you meet them in person and they're just not the same person. Um, And in terms of like, to kind of go back to like the original question of like building that community on Instagram, like I just showed up as me, you Mm. know, as scary as that is, like I just showed up as me and I talked about what I'm passionate about and um, I knew that I would attract the right people. And so that's what I've done. Like even as I've changed, um, you know, my areas of focus from like food to like integrative medicine and hormonal health, you know, Um, like the, and that was a scary shift too. Cause I was like, dang, am I going to lose a bunch of people? And in fact, I didn't because I've realized every single person, but men and women experience hormonal issues and they all want to know, which is awesome. Um, But making that shift was really scary. Um, But I knew that I would 
just attract more of the right people. Because you know? it's authentic. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. still gets scary. Like, I don't want to, like, talk myself up and be like, yes. I don't get scared anymore to, no, like, post yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, and the response, still, yeah. we get an idea of what something should be, right? And I, Right. I, you know, I was talking about this earlier was we have a tendency to overanalyze, like, these perfect products. And the what we get out of putting it into the world, um, we learn so much more about, you know, okay, I, th I think of the perfect product, right? I spend years and years analyzing how I should release it. I got the perfect marketing strategy. I've got the perfect branding. Everything is perfect. And then I release it and there's no response because I have been secluding myself coming up with this perfect image of what I'm going to share with the world. And then I show up and nobody is there to receive it because I've been, you know, just kind of isolating and dreaming up this, this reality that may not be. You know, and what we can get out of just sharing and putting things out there and being vulnerable, the growth that we can, you know, uh, achieve there in real time is tenfold. You know, what you'll get out of just waiting for that perfect opportune moment. Um, for me, the saying, the grass is always greener, it's, it's, it's real. You know, a lot of people live out on that next horizon. Okay. I'm going to wait till next year when I can release that product or when I go on vacation, I'll feel so much better or I can't wait for summer or damn, where's that paycheck? <laughs> you know? um, but we miss out on a lot in real time. And, and from having that presence of mind, no matter what we're going through and um, no matter how we want to step up into the world, um, the ability to take our perspective and take note of, you know, what we've gone through individually um, and then put that out there and, and see who it reaches. That's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a beautiful thing to that. Totally. I mean, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. So sure. whether it's creating, like securing that Instagram handle name or it's hosting your first event in Austin, like whatever it is, just like just show up. Yeah. And like there are so many people in this world and everyone meets a unique need in this yeah. world and yeah. like what they have to offer and every single person has a story yeah and not everyone's gonna like you not everyone's gonna relate to your story but like a lot of people will mm. and they'll really appreciate you yeah and i think we're, we're in a special time because um with that right with this increased awareness of of where our energy is where it's going um and not just getting so caught up in these never-ending cycles of of expectations and where we got to be and when and where um, with the introduction introduction of being able to work remotely or taking to social media platforms we're creating a lot more personal freedom um, and so if we can show up in that way and um, create that space then I think there's an amazing thing happening right now where with that increased awareness of of what we're looking for and how we're showing up in the world people are just getting called together in this like mag magnetized kind of way. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I can, I can recognize, you know, me and mine from a mile away right now. I can feel you. I can see you. And, um, you know, I'm not the only one that our eyes are wide open these days. And, um, you know, I think that's beautiful. I think we need to pay attention. How do we can keep that going? How we can, um, nourish that and, um, you know, protect that because, there is potential for us to just get caught up. You know, we all do it. Um, we can, you know, as this world opens back up, we could go right back to where we were. I've done it before. I've learned some hard lessons in my life. And then I, 
you know, human beings have a tendency to forget. And then years later, I'm like, shit, I learned that the hard way. Here I'm doing it again. Why did I remember? Can I ask what, like, what habits you've fallen back into? You've noticed that you're falling back into? I mean, sometimes I just like don't drink water. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was um, like, wait. <laughs> no, I think uh, just being hard-headed and, you know. That uh, like go, go, go mentality. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I got, I definitely got that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very type A. Um, I can just exhaust myself. I can give, give, give. Um, forget to give back. You know, I, I have trouble finding a little bit of passivity. I'm always thinking about how I'm going to share and, and get into the world. And, um, but, you know, over the years, you know, I've, I've developed practices and ways and, and reminding myself hopefully daily so I can ride this, this fine line throughout this life and, um, you know, give myself that, those, those practices that ground me enough to gain awareness of where I currently stand um, that inter, way I can inter- remind you what's really important as well. Sure. Yeah. Cause there's plenty of distractions. There's plenty of expectations. Um, there's plenty of things that need to be rewritten for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ability to take your power back and realize that we can do just that, that we don't have to live up to all these expectations, um, that we can, you know, change patterns of behavior that are, you know, in our, you know, families or amongst our friends or, the way we interact socially or where we go, where we show up, we can, we can wake up tomorrow and be like, fuck it. I'm changing it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the power to do that. Um, but the ability to be surrounded by people um, that love you and will support you through that transition. If that's what you need, I think that's, what's important. That's mm-hmm. what we're all searching for. Um, so I actually want to, is there anything else you'd like to touch on real quick before I open it up? No, you can ask them. All right, guys. So um, we're introducing something new this week, and um, I want to go ahead and introduce a Q&A um, segment to the podcast. All right. So we got a third mic. So if anybody would like to come and ask a question um, based on anything they have been thinking of, um, we can take a moment here. But uh, I would really like to open this conversation up. Now, you can ask me or Maddie anything. I think we're quite open books. Ask and me something about hormones. Yeah, ask Please. me something about hormones. <laughs> if anybody Get has, you can ask me about hormones too. I'll see what I got. No, I'm just oh, I'm sure um, But stuff. if anybody would like to come up here, we got like 20 feet, so don't run away. Do I keep these on? Yeah, sure. What's up, Caitlin Rose? Hello. Okay, so I'm curious because Maddie's like the hormone guru. I've I do have a question for you about hormones. Mm. I would love to know, like, what is your as being like, you know, an embodied masculine in the world, like what's mm. your take on feminine hormones and like, you know, what it is to be a woman and all of that that comes with, you know, all of the cycles. All four of them. Maddie taught me that. Heck yeah. <laughs> and just kind of like, you know, get your take on, because there's, I think as a woman, I can say this for everybody, especially being in Texas, you meet men who are like, I'm afraid to be around you because you're on your period. And then you meet men who are <laughs> like, yes, that's awesome. Like, go women. And so I just want to know kind of where you stand. Like, like honestly, where you yeah. stand. And I want to know where you have left to grow and getting more comfortable with understanding women. Yeah, for sure. Um, so men and women are very different. 
um, but they're also not in a lot of ways. Um, for me, honestly, uh, it's not enough to just look a woman in the eyes and call her crazy, right? <laughs> it is not. Thank you. Um, that is incredibly disrespectful um, to how unique an individual's perspective is, whatever they're going through personally. You don't, you don't fucking know, right? Um, women go through a lot. Um, and for anyone to assume that they understand why or how they feel a certain way, I hope nobody can tell me about me, you know, right? And um, so to just rewrite that narrative and um, for the norm to be changed, um, it starts with conversation. It expands through education. And um, we can do that in social settings. It doesn't have to be these these giant formal educations where they obviously get it wrong quite often. Just follow me on TikTok. Follow Maddie on TikTok. We'll do it sixty seconds at a time. And <laughs> you can do um, sixty seconds. I don't. I don't know. Oh, is it not? I think you need thirty. Oh, thirty seconds at a time. Anyway, the potential is to reach people there. Um, and you know, I think for us to. Uh, for, for us to assume that we understand what I guess it comes down to is just what individuals are going through and um, having enough compassion in our hearts um, to try to understand, right? I don't think there's anything weak about that, right? It's rewriting that narrative for men as well um, that any sort of vulnerability or uh, compassion or love and understanding is weak. Um, that can obviously not be you know, true. I know a, a bunch of warriors in this world that are complete teddy bears. Um, don't fuck with them, but you know, you can show up in a lot of different ways and, um, we can do that for each other. You know, I hope that's not too bold. But. Cool. Anybody else? Yeah. Cool. Let's get this mic out. Hi. You guys hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so this question's for Maddie. I would like to know more about what you do, if you could share um, how you practice and um, what what's unique about it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I do, I do have my own online practice, and I see women one on one. I can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> um, I see people one on. I see women one on one. Um, right now, it's more so to collect data, though, um, because I'm just a nerd and I have been creating my own formulas for the last year. So this adaptogen-based formula that's coming out within like the next month, um, that will be to tackle PMS symptoms, and it has a whole bunch of amazing stuff. Keep a lookout for the marketing video because it's going to be dancing. Just little sneak peek. Um, <laughs> But so I do see women one-on-one -on -one right now and I use an integrative approach to healing their body. Um, it's never just one thing. Like every woman comes in with hormonal issues, you know, um, but I actually don't look to her hormones or her HPA axis first, which is the hypothalamus adrenal axis. I don't look there first. I look at the gut. I look at the liver. You know, I look at it. it just take this very integrative approach to healing the body because it's never just one form of medicine that's going to heal the body. We need to encompass everything. We need to do the diet. We need to do the meditation, the sleep, the water. Like it's a holistic approach. Um, so that's how I practice. And, um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, 
I just do a lot of education. So right now I wear a lot of hats for my business. Um, and I was reminded yesterday by one of my team members, like, you're not going to have to do this forever because right now I'm spreading myself. I'm doing the marketing. I'm doing the design. Like, I'm working with all different departments. But I really – how I really love to show up is just education and connecting with others um, and creating these formulas. So that is what my main focus is, and that's what I see myself doing throughout um, – you know, the future. Right now, I kind of am wearing a bunch of hats as I'm getting this launched, but it's so exciting. And I'm really grateful that all of you guys are part of this journey too. Um, and I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Cool. What else? So, Sarah? Hi, guys. What's um, up? Is, it, is it on? Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you guys on social media. So I really appreciated what you guys were sharing in regards to the fact that you guys are using social media in a positive way to build community. I've worked at Facebook now for almost eight years, and I've seen um, both the positives and the negatives of it. And I know from like a PR perspective, everyone's very, very focused on the negatives. People really don't talk about the positives. And you guys both have amazing examples of how you can use these tools in positive ways. Mm -hmm. Like you are in control of how you use it and what you, who you follow, how you interact with people. And I think you guys are amazing examples of that. The question I have is in regards to Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is this new platform, and it's a completely new way of, me of doing media, and we had Zuck on it a few weeks ago, Elon Musk. Um, it's definitely making a wave internally at Facebook, and we're kind of trying to come up with something similar. Um, I'm curious to see how you guys plan on using this platform and how you want to integrate this new form of media into your own messaging with your communities that you've already created and built essentially through other sure. platforms. Yeah. You can go first. I um I love Clubhouse because it's a uh, it's it's interesting, it's hard to get used to because you can't really see people's faces. So, you know, with Instagram and TikTok, it's all this video and photo content and you're so used to seeing the person's face and then you hop on Clubhouse and you're just in a group of hundreds, even thousands of people, um, but you can just hear the voices. So, but it, it's awesome because it's sort of like this, it's a live podcast. You can go on and you can ask questions. I think it's a really great platform I've been using um, to go and speak in other groups about what's going on. And it looks like when I'm going through like the hallways, I don't know, I'm not a pro at Clubhouse, but when you're going through the hallways, there are group discussions about pretty much anything you want to learn about. Um, so it's just another way that we're just trying to all connect with each other without actually being physically by each other. So we're still like, we're educating each other. Um, we're supporting and uplifting one another. I think it's a really cool tool. And honestly, it may be better that you can't see the person's face and you're not like watching that video, you know, that you just remove that, um, that aspect to it, that stimulation. And it's like really just focusing on like the content that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do really like Clubhouse. Yeah. I, I just downloaded Clubhouse yesterday actually. So I haven't really gotten into um, exactly how to use it. Um, but I think there's tons of potential with all these platforms, right? Um, kind of the scary thing is relearning how to catch people's attention, right? Instagram is very clear. It's very, it, it kind of, gain an understanding of what works just through uh, volume and reach and being consistent. Um, so whatever platform it is, and then also just once we've established the, the following and like a loyal customer base, as far as, you know, 
like who we're sharing space with or who can support these journeys or whatever people are pouring their hearts out about um, for us to feel like we can leave one platform and people come with us. Um, I think, cause I don't want to start over on platform after platform after platform. I just don't have the energy for that. Um, and my approach to social media has changed now that I'm back in the United States and I was living overseas, but, um, I identified that the way that I would use it is to get people into social settings. So I wanted to focus on the event side. I wanted to focus on, um, the live kind of format. Um, and I want to see how far we can go with that. Right. Um, so I think there's tons of potential, um, to reach people in a lot of various ways. And that's, that's, um, you know, I think the, the key is just gaining awareness of how we're using these tools and not allowing them to just consume our time um, or attention. So, cool. Anybody else? Tim, cool. Let's come up. How you guys doing? What's up, Good, Tim? How are you? Good. Um, I had a question. Instead of asking, it's hard, a hard question to ask, so I'll just paint a little picture for you. Lots of times I'll listen to podcasts about health, hormones, uh, read an article about hormones, women's hormones, and I get so excited and I want to share it with like the women in my life. Um, but I also want to tread lightly and instead of being just another male telling a woman what she should do, you know, for her health. So I was wondering um, how to approach that and again, like tread lightly and, and come across um, you know, in, a good, in a good manner. Yeah. Hire Maddie to do it. Um, yeah, I, everyone is different. I think like what I've realized from being on social media so heavily is that anyone can find something that they don't like with what you have to bring to the table with what you say and you know, how you approach things. Someone is always going to have a little something like, you know, whatever. I don't like that your shirt was red when you told me about that. It's like, okay, cool. Um, but in terms of like you trying to get involved and educate. I think that's beautiful. Like literally my heart lights up. Like when you just said that and like when any woman or man is expressing interest in this, you know, and it's a team effort. Like, and that's what I really am trying to cultivate through my platform as well. It's like, no, please talk about it. I actually, I quizzed my guy friends. I was like, how many phases are in a woman's cycle? And I was asking them all these questions and they're answering and like women loved that. Like it went viral. Like they were so excited. So um, I think it's all about tone, you know, with anything that like people say, it's like, if you're like, hey, you're crazy right now probably because your progesterone's low. Like that, maybe then a woman would be like, um, excuse me? Um, but if you're like, hey, I found this, you know, so sure. really cool research article and like you're spending your time and energy Getting so note like that's so cool. Take notes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just like the tone and the way that you deliver it. You know, with like, like with anything. Um, but I think that's awesome, and thank you for doing the work. We need to all be doing the work. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Else, May. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, May. Hi. Um, so this may be kind of an intense question, but I am curious of your answer. So knowing that our hormones basically bring balance all throughout our bodies and kind of interact with many, many systems. So knowing that, I'm sure that your world has been about bringing balance to your life through your studies of hormones. Um, and that's likely across body, mind, and spirit from what I'm gaining from 
you know, your conversation. So I'm wondering, like, now that you've brought so much balance into your life, who are you as a person and what has that made possible for you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, I'm a, a wildly different person. And you even said this during the podcast episode. You were like, people can change and evolve over time. And I firmly believe that. Um, I used to be very anxious driven, um, did not sleep, was in and out of the hospital for panic attacks because I thought they were heart attacks. Like I talk about like hitting rock bottom and not thinking I could recover from that. Um, and now like, I mean, gosh, I can sleep easily. Right when I hit the bed, I'm like, I'm out. I'm so happy. Things like the little things just don't really annoy me anymore. I mean, clearly I broke my wrist. Um, but like I haven't, I don't really see things as good or bad anymore. Um, you know, I see, okay, this happened for a reason. What was the reason? Right when this happened, well, actually my initial thought was, oh, I'm not going to be able to do yoga. Um, but after that, I was like, well, why did this happen? You know, um, and not to get too far off track, but like, why did this happen? Like, was I like going to get in a car accident if I did my other plans on Friday night instead of going roller skating, which I'm never doing again. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm very, I'm calm now. I'm happy. I'm in tune with my body. I realize more so than ever that everyone's actions are a reflection of themselves. Um, so it's just like, you know, getting off birth control and getting in tune with my body and the four phases of my cycle and balancing out my hormones and just cultivating this overall total body wellness and balance. Um, I just see life really differently now in a more positive light. I'm calmer about everything. You know, I still work hard and, you know, I, I have to remind myself to step back a little bit at times. But overall, I see like, okay, we have this one precious life that we're given. 60 seconds of being upset about something is 60 seconds that we're not happy. Um, you know, how can we make the most of our time? How can we not get upset about the little things? you know, and, um, also bring this balance to other people. So, you know, like I feel it and I love it and it feels amazing. So I'm like, now I want to share it with everyone else because if we all are balanced and we're all healthy and our hormones are all in check, we're all going to be happier, calmer, better people. Mm. A lot of potential there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's do a couple more. Yeah. I got you. Hello. Um, I got a question for you. How can alcohol affect our hormone levels? Uh, mm -hmm. Different types of alcohol also. Um, I, I notice a difference in, within myself. Yeah. Um, so alcohol um, affects our, our hormones on so many different levels. But so for number one, um, it does increase your cortisol levels. So when you're cortisol increases, it short circuits all the other hormones. Um, and it also messes with your sleep cycle, which our sleep, I always say like pretty much 95% of the time, it may even be 98% of the time, like stress is the culprit of all disease. So, um, you know, with alcohol, it's not necessarily like alcohol itself, but it's what alcohol does to the body and how it increases your cortisol. And when your cortisol is increased, then everything else starts to like kind of just get pushed aside, you know, because our cortisol is our fight or flight. It's our, you know, like our go, go, go hormone. Um, and so when our body thinks that we need to produce that. Our body doesn't know if we're stressed out, whether it's from alcohol or we're running from a lion or we have a bunch of emails, you know, to get to. It just knows that we're stressed and it starts producing the, the norepinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol. When those are raised, um, I mean, and this is, 
I think it affects men and women pretty similarly. Um, but more so speaking on the women, like all of a sudden our progesterone is lowered, our estrogen is lowered, all of our main sex hormones are lowered. Um, and so same goes for men as well. And also, I just want to say a little side note on men's hormones. Guys, you should sleep between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. because that's when most of your testosterone is made. Learned that the other week. What about like 8 p.m. and like, no. <laughs> the more the better, but. <laughs> so one, one more thing. Um, you said to um, wake up at you know, 5 a.m. Oh, um, you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. But like that's like the right time, 10 p.m. till 5 a.m. is when you produce most of your testosterone. What, ha what happens when you um, go back to sleep and then wake up? What happens to your hormones? Um, I don't think your hormones would be affected. That's a good question. And so you're talking I know a lot of people hit the snooze button all the time. I wonder if that affects their... Well, yeah. So we do have... So with the... Um, with our diurnal rhythm we have in the circadian rhythm, we have times of the day where our cortisol is just naturally at its highest. Because cortisol, it's not a bad thing. It's just like with everything in life, if it's out of balance and it's really high compared to everything else, then it becomes problematic. Um, but, you know, Ayurvedic medicine really preaches that there are certain times of the day where our cortisol is at its highest, and that's ideally when you should be waking up. Because if you keep hitting snooze, um, and by the way, this time frame, time frame is between like 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. So a lot of those people who keep hitting snooze um, and then they wake up and you feel that groggy feeling, you know, uh, that's because you no longer have that naturally high cortisol, which cortisol gets us awake in the morning without the alarm clock. Um, so yeah, it's really good to just, especially for men um, and then women during certain parts of our cycle to get in bed earlier and wake up earlier. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Uh, me being an old white male in the group here, uh, I have a question. Uh, what is your expertise in post-menopausal uh, women? Yeah. Um, because going by what the gentleman said before, uh, stating, uh, hey, hon, do you need to get on hormones? Uh, Doesn't don't go, go well. There. Yeah. <laughs> don't go there. I grew up in that house. So... You know, you end up in the doghouse with your dog. <laughs> uh, I don't notice any differences. I know men go through a menopausal uh -huh. period also. Yeah. I don't know any differences in me, but I see a world of, a world of change. Uh -huh. And uh, she doesn't believe in supplemental hormones or anything of that nature. Yeah, I don't use bioidentical hormones either um, or artificial hormones. I always approach it from like a lifestyle stance. Um, and to answer your question, menopause and postmenopausal women, it's like a completely different ballpark when it comes to comparing their hormones and their body to a fertile woman's body. Um, but I do have expertise in it to answer your question. And um, yeah, don't tell her that she should go in the artificial hormones. But um, if she's open to seeing like a holistic practitioner, an integrated practitioner to really who really knows this stuff, um, then I can definitely guide you in the right direction with that. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's do one more question. All right. Yep. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi, I'm What's Mason. Up? What's up, Mason? Hi, Mason. Uh, so my question kind of goes off of something Evan was talking about, but I want to take it to Maddie. So you're talking cool. about like the fine line in life of practices and mm. habits and 
keeping your mindset right. And it can be it can slip so easily at any time. Sure. And Maddie, I'm sure when you're trying to spread your message and, and trying to spread your, your knowledge about hormones, um, people, not women not wanting to get off the pill is something kind of like how the one-stop shop is. Like, I'm sure you run into a lot of hesitancy and people, well, well, this does it. And so mm. why do I want to switch anything else? So in kind of like keeping that, you know, uh, the pill can do it for me. Why do I want to go into a, a life where I have to, to watch what I eat every day of the week and change what I'm eating all the time? What's something that uh, you run into is like hesitancy for that yeah. and kind of people not wanting to go into it? Mm-hmm. And what's something that excites you for it and somewhere that you're finding a lot of a lot of acceptance for? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, and I do want to preface with, I'm not anti-birth control. Um, I was on it myself for like six years. So I'm not anti-birth control. I'm just anti-miseducation and misinformation because the average woman, when we go into our PCP or gynecologist and we're put on hormonal birth control, we're not warned of these side effects, both the short-term and the long-term side effects. Um, and then, you know, we're surprised when we have like depression and anxiety and we can't sleep and like all of this stuff. And then we go back into the doctor and it's like, well, here's another medication to help with that. Um, never linking it to the birth control or the IUD or whatever it is that you're taking on a daily basis. Um, so I just wanted to preface with that. Um, I think that it's, you know, can be used and some people need it because yeah, like some people are just like, I don't want to, I don't want to know, you know, I don't want to take the time to really learn. And I never push it on anyone because it's something that you have to come to yourself. Um, it's a really beautiful, deep journey of learning your body and learning how to biohack it. Um, it's so awesome. And I wish everyone could just like, I wish I could just go do the learning for them, you know, so they didn't have to learn and they could just have this knowledge, like right at birth, honestly, like we could just know this. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a little bit of hesitancy, but honestly, not a lot. You'd be surprised. Like most women are like, thank you. Like I'm learning so much. And even if it's just incorporating little things, it's like they just start off doing like one little thing. Again, back to the quote, a journey of a thousand miles, it takes one step. So if you're just incorporating like 20% of like the foods that are phase friendly for that phase, then they see how easy it is and how awesome they feel when they start to do it. And then they want to do more. Um, and so that's why like with my Instagram, I really approach it in like a fun way where it's like, this is fun, you know, like look at this awesome, delicious recipe. Also, it supports your hormones during the luteal phase. Um, and, you know, with seeds, like seeds, a super easy way to just like incorporate those into your everyday, you know, whatever, take your shots of flax and pumpkin seeds and you're helping out your hormones. So um, I haven't gotten that much resistance, but the resi- resistance that I do get, it's just from, you know, like it's just, it's overwhelming. And I was super overwhelmed when I was going down this path of learning all of this. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been lied to. And like, what is in my, what am I putting into my body every single day? And, you know, like I'm, and I was scared too, having that eating disorder background of like, well, how is my body going to change when I get off the pill? And, you know, um, but just to reassure everyone, it's been a beautiful, beautiful, awesome, amazing process. I feel the most alive I've ever felt in my life. I'm assuming as alive as I felt when I was a young little girl and wasn't on any type of, you know, uh, artificial hormones. Um, but yeah, so it, not a lot of resistance, but the resistance that I do get, it's just like, how do I start? I'm a little overwhelmed. I can just take a pit. Like, I know that it's bad for me. That's what I hear a lot. It's like, I know that it's bad for me and I know it's impacting me on a lot of levels. I'm just not quite ready to take that leap and actually get off of it. But I'm learning. I'm listening to your podcast. I'm, you know, watching your post and I'm trying to get there. 
And it's, a, it's very exciting. That was the last part of your question. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I get like, the, I just have the coolest followers. They're all so awesome. And like people, I started a Brazil nut campaign. I didn't even mean to do that. But now everyone like eats Brazil nuts every day for their thyroid. And like, because I eat Brazil, two Brazil nuts a day for the selenium. And people are like, I don't even know why I'm eating this, but thank you, Maddie Mouse. I'm eating my Brazil nuts. And I'm like, okay, well, let's educate you on why you're eating it. But it's it's really exciting. It's such an exciting job. It gets overwhelming. I need time to disconnect. But it's a really rewarding job to educate people on this. Yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, you may have gained a few more clients <laughs> or followers today. Yay! Um, but, you know, we can we can all use our platforms to do that for each other and and uh, to expand our our perspectives and introduce each other to uh to new ideas or new approaches um but i'd also like to touch on you know that question as well is is the 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 path that is it's tough to reach out and ask for help in a lot of these things but i think discomfort drives us to reach for help in a lot of different ways and just if you notice that you're uncomfortable in any way just know that there are people out there that do specialize in these things um, and to trust that someone else can help. So look to each other, um, look to your friends, look to your family, look to professionals, and uh, just don't think that you are alone in this world. And uh, we'll be a lot better off because, like Maddie said, if, if we can take our health seriously and uh, our state of mind and bring more awareness to how we're showing up in the world, then we're all better off. We're all going to feel better in turn, making us better people, making better decisions, treating each other better. Um, we can all do that, but we just have to take that power back. Um, so yeah. Thank Before you. we sign off, yeah, can sure. we at the same time say my tagline, peace, love, hormones? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. Right. Peace, peace, love, love hormones. hormones. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go follow her on Instagram at uh, the Maddie Miles. Or, um, and then also I'd like to bring attention to a few of my friends today. We've got Sarah. She's painting over there for us. What up? Yeah, give that a round of applause. But uh, I believe she may have some art for sale. So if you're particularly interested in uh, supporting a local artist, go show her some love. Uh, we've also got my man Richie back there. He's uh, here with Hemp Life CBD. Uh, I've been working with him for for months now and a, a beautiful family ran company and um, good friends of mine. And um, if you have any interest in the future of CBD here in Austin, go say what's up to him. Um, we've also got Alive and Well who sponsored our platform here today. Um, they're offering B12 and D3 shots for just $20. So if you want to level up and feel a little more alive. I think that's that's why I had so much breath today was that uh that B12. Same. Um we got Liquid Candy. He's going to come on, turn on some tunes. So um the big part of this event that I I really like um you know uh, offering is to continue this conversation. Um open up, meet some new people, um shake some hands, do some fist bumps, whatever your style is, and uh meet some new people. Austin is an exciting place to live right now. There are a lot of people in here right now that are very good at what they do. And uh, we can all start to collaborate and help each other and see each other and uh, move into the world a little better off. All right, cool. Well, let's open it up. Thanks for coming out, guys. Mm.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Acid Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.